This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 681, Comic Reviews, the week of Wednesday, May 22nd. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 681. It's my Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, May 22nd. We're recording this on June 3rd, so we're a little bit late this time. But the uh, the upshot of this is that I think you're going to be getting... If my calculations are correct, you're going to be getting four episodes of Comic Shenanigans in a row. Is that right? No, it might be more than that. Uh, I feel like you're going to get... Actually, might get five. Uh, now four. Um... Yesterday, on the 2nd of June, you got a flashback to the Daredevil Ultimate Collection by Benis Malev, book one. Uh, today, you're getting a reviews episode. Tomorrow, we're going to get episode 682. Not sure what it's going to be yet. Uh, the day after that, you're going to have another reviews episode. So that'll be, what, 680? Oh, my goodness. What numbers am I on? 683? Um, and then 684 will be on the 7th, which will be our Dark Phoenix uh, spotlight episode about the new movie. And then finally, the show will be current again. Woohoo! Until I'm late again. Um, anyways, and friend of the show, AJ Reese, has many times in the past, no one really cares about your schedule, Adam. No, 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 that's true, but I care. There used to be a consistency. You used to be able to know that you're going to get comic shenanigans on either Monday or Tuesday, and most definitely on the Fridays. And then that's kind of been blown to hell. So let's uh, jump right in, though. In the background, from time to time, you might hear my son as he's currently playing Super Mario Odyssey, which he enjoys quite a lot. Um, so if I look at what came out on May 22nd, some of the books that did come out but I won't be talking about today include Age of X-Men, The Amazing Nightcrawler, as Guardians of the Galaxy, already up to issue 9. Wow, I didn't even realize it was that far. Avengers 19, Batgirl, Batman Beyond, Detective Comics, Dial H for Hero, Doctor Strange, Justice League Dark, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, Moon Girl and Level Dinosaur, Mr. and Mrs. X, Runaways, Shuri, Star Wars Age of Rebellion, Diablo the Hutt, uh, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, The Unstoppable Wasp, Tony Stark, Iron Man, War of the Realms, Journey into Mystery, um, let's see... War of the Realms, New Agents of Atlas, War of the Realms, Punisher, War of the Realms, Uncanny X-Men, War of the Realms, Strike Force. I have not read any of the War of the Realms yet. Please don't judge me. Um, and then X-Force as well. So what did I actually read from the 22nd? Uh, not much, I'll be honest. Uh, I read Action Comics number 1011. This is by uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Steve Epting. I very much enjoyed this. I thought it was a, a great read. You start with... Uh, Kate Spencer being attacked and her, you know, taking off as Manhunter, uh, which was cool. You have um, Clark worrying about Lois and thinking Lois is gone. Lois having an interaction with a Tiger from Spiral. Um, you have, you know, the you have Superman and Lois talking to the Huntress because she obviously worked with Spiral. You have them realizing that Amanda Waller's gone AWOL and she was able to escape from the, um, what you call it. The uh, Fortress of Solitude, and just that idea that, you know, Leviathan's dangerous, what are they going to do about Leviathan, what, the, what do they want, and what is going on. Uh, I thought this was extremely well done, well put together, it was really entertaining and interesting, uh, great pacing, uh, most of the artwork bapting is just is gorgeous, it doesn't always work, some of his faces don't always work, I thought Jimmy uh, at times almost looks too young, but for the most part I thought it was a very solid, enjoyable read. Um, you know, obviously it's a little darker than you're used to Superman comics being, but I just felt like it was a very entertaining and enjoyable story. It's this type of story that I think Superman does best. Sorry, not Superman does best. Um, that uh, Brian Michael Bendis does best. It was, you know, it's got real world stakes and it feels uh, like you have this encroaching sense of doom, but also it's still Superman being Superman. And 
Superman feels like the way he should be written. And that is the most important thing about this, is you have him in the middle of all these other things going on, but you never lose sense of who Superman really is. Um, I say that because it kind of reminds me of how, with recent issues of Amazing Spider-Man, I feel like it's kind of lost sense of who he is. Um, whereas this, just even though it's in the middle of this bigger storyline, you don't, it doesn't really, to me, feel like I ever lost sense of who Clark was. And the interaction with him and Lois is great. It's interesting that, you know, the first bit of the gear, you had such a different interaction in terms of how the interaction comics was kind of, and Superman was treating Lois. I, I've actually fallen behind on Superman because I just didn't find it was, uh, it's almost like I'm reading two different Bendises. Like, I feel like his action comic stuff feels so much more focused and so much more interesting. And his Superman stuff feels less so. Um, or a little bit less focused. And the stuff that they were doing with John, I wasn't really loving. Um, whereas here, I just, I'm just i so in on this Leviathan kind of conspiracy that he's developing. And I think it plays to some of his best instincts as a writer to kind of play with this kind of espionage and stuff. Um, now... I will say that sometimes with Bendis, I feel like his setup is so much better than his actual climax or his execution. I feel like he was really good at getting me home, getting me there. He really gets me involved and invested, and it can't always stick the landing. So I'm hoping that he's able to stick the landing. Next up, we have Venom number 14 by Colin Bunn and uh, Iban Coelho doing the, uh, the art. I really liked Cabello on the art. I thought it was actually really engaging and interesting. Uh, great fight between Venom and... Um, and Jack-O-Lantern, I don't really know what they're doing with this character, just because it's kind of crazy with the, the symbiote kind of being dead, and uh, Eddie having this weird new armor. Um, very interesting. Um, I liked it, though. I mean, it, again, it's kind of weird and funky, but you know, it kind of plays into the best things that ever made Venom kind of interesting, was that they kind of were not scared to be a little bit crazy and funky, and uh, I'm not reading War of the Realms, but this at least feels like they're using elements of what the War of the Realms is doing to at least have an impact on the character in a way that makes sense. Like, I'm not just reading a book that's been railroaded by a crossover. I feel like the development of the character right now is actually because the War of the Realms crossover is allowing them to do things you wouldn't maybe have access to doing, and push Eddie in certain areas outside of his comfort zone, now that he doesn't really have the symbiote right now so i actually find in terms of as a, as a tie-in goes this works for me because it doesn't feel like you're railroading the main you know idea of the character and the story his own personal story before the crossover started i feel like it feels more uh, intuitive and more natural uh and that's really what you can hope for with the tie-in that the tie-in feels like it accentuates what has been already been going on for the character as opposed to just railroading to add in some other things that are going on in the uh, greater marvel universe i'm gonna give this a seven and then we have Wolverine Infinity Watch number four of five by Jerry Duggan and Andy McDonald, which I'm really enjoying. And it just feels like a natural conclusion to a lot of what we were getting in, in um, you know, the Infinity Wars or whatever that was called. Um, and it's interesting that, like, you know, that storyline kind of ended, but this feels like the real ending uh, where you're kind of getting the either kind of closing off certain elements and, you know, the idea of who Talonar is and him actually being Robbie, Robbie um, Ryder was, was really interesting. And uh, what happens to the to the mom here is kind of crazy and, and using the time stone. I just found I was so invested and so interested in everything that was going on here. And I really cannot wait to see what happens in the next issue. It, there's so much going on, yet it never feels like it's too much. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm always invested in what's happening. And, you know, Wolverine at times doesn't always feel like maybe the mainest of characters because there's so much time spent on Talonar and others but I just I, I'm still invested I still care and all these years into reading comics like I find when I don't care or I feel indifferent is the worst time for me as a reader 
But I actually feel like I care about what happens to, to Robbie's mom. Like, I was really invested. I was like, oh, my God, they just kill her? And, of course, you have the freaking, t- um, uh, you know, the time stone. So, of course, they can change things. But, like, I didn't even think about it. And uh, and I think that's where they really succeed as writers, is that they made me believe something that obviously they were going to be able to fix. I mean, maybe it's just me being stupid, but, like, I just feel like if you can dupe me and then make me realize that I was duped, but not in a way that makes me feel stupid, that's pretty good writing. Like, I feel, always feel that way when I think about uh, Ed Brubaker when he killed off Foggy Nelson. I believed it. There was no body. There was no reason in the world that I should have believed that that had actually happened. And yet, I really did believe that they killed off Foggy Nelson. And the reason why I believed it, well, first of all, the framing of it was excellent in a way that made you feel that it was over, that the character was dead. We never saw a body, and it you know, but he is able to skate it up, and maybe other people were more jaded and stupid, and weren't as stupid as me, and they didn't believe it. But I really believed it. And again, maybe like I at that point, I wasn't like a brand new comic book reader. I'd been reading comics for you know, over a decade and a half, or maybe just a decade or so. But you know, I I'd been around a lot of comics, seen a lot of co- you know conventions of comics being explored and used over and over again. So I really shouldn't have been duped. But it was so well written, and that's my fault here. Is that like it was just a brief, quick moment, kind of throwaway, and that's almost why I believe them more is that they didn't make a meal out of it they didn't make a meal out of this moment and make it you know this huge splash page you know really overly accentuated thing and maybe that's why i bought into it being something that would just happen as opposed to this big operatic moment because those kind of maybe feel more more awful uh, sorry more obvious that they're going to be recanted in some way it was this way i didn't feel that way anyways i really enjoyed this i'm going to give it an eight and that's actually everything i got a chance to read from may 22nd i'm still going through books from april i still got a, a ton of books from april plus all the books from may so i'm going to be slowly going through this stuff forever i've got tons of books to read uh looking forward uh so in two days i'll be finally doing my recap for comics that came out last week may 29th uh some of those books that i'll be talking about at that time include age of x-men the extremists batman the last of night on earth yeah, i'm not actually going to read those i should be more honest i'll probably have read daredevil by that point um dog days of summer maybe uh doomsday clock probably fantastic four giant man heroes in crisis yeah i'll be talking about that one uh immortal hulk i hope to read by the time i do the podcast uh star wars vader dark visions star wars uh super superior spider-man thanos thor roar of the realms wolverine the long night x-23 x-men grand design extinction uh, i know for sure i'm going to talk about amazing spider-man and Superman, Leviathan, Rising. Anyways, that has been our episode. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. As I sign off to go help my son with Super Mario Odyssey, I just want to thank everyone for downloading this episode, and we will catch you next time on Comic Shenanigans. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.